0: I haven't even had my tea super.
1: Oh I don't believe that.
0: I've got a packet of crisps because yeah.
1: No tea.
2: Got a packet of crisps for the podcast, so there'll be a bit of crunching.
0: Well, this is the thing, I might have to like mute myself and stuff some crisps down right. my face at some point.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. do didn't have to mute yourself. <laughs> when crunching.
0: What's that um misophonia or something? People don't like it when they hear
3: eating right so thank you for joining us weber much appreciated yeah
0: thanks
2: for having me this is uh yeah this is a real treat
0: um i'm grateful to you because it was you who first got the in with team canada which sort of started this whole thing off so yeah i'm very oh grateful interesting
2: today. oh totally right that was the first of course the first uh kind of podcast was like yeah like a po the post-game interview with team canada after the
3: the uh after that incredible win yeah, yeah. um yeah go canada so yeah yeah that was
0: sort of what started this idea off um so yeah very grateful we are going to talk about the recent fire 2 group stages mm-hmm. and chat about the games um As discussed, this is not an interview, so you're off the hook. Super's hard-hitting questions will (laughs) be coming at you. All right. Not holding me to account. Yeah, some of the stuff I had to cut out for NerdCube, he really went at him.
2: Right, went at him hard. eh? Yeah, I hear Super, you've got a reputation as an interviewer as being kind of... Really? From whom? Uh, No, I'm just joking. I'm just totally making stuff up. I have no idea what the talking is.
3: Yeah, I figured much so.
1: All right, uh, before we start, um, and before you check the files and your notes, um, I have a question of a different sort. Uh, during the F2O games, group stages, and also second chance games, there are only two factions that haven't been picked this season so far. Do you uh, remember, or could you guess which ones those were? Gosh, it's like some, some
3: trivia. Uh... Two factions that haven't been picked,
1: yep,
2: okay, so i'm I'm betting that dwarves probably have been. Um, that's one faction that comes to mind on on fire dice, but I bet that has been picked. Um, uh, just sort of going through the color wheel. Uh, halflings is 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 a possible contender. Mm. Um,
0: Oren, maybe no Oren because everyone puts witches.
2: <clears throat> maybe maybe but i do see a i i do see quite a bit of orin amazingly uh d- you know deepness likes tossing in orin for sure uh yeah, as a, a, an orin game which is block it's like a classic block on fire and ice to like toss in uh to toss in or into a game it's sort of like throwing happlings in on a lakes game um so happlings is going to be one of my picks but i'm just trying to think of who who the other one would be um, i
0: think I've slightly cheated, because I had a quick look. I think I didn't see an Engineers game. The man,
1: the you got to cheat, right? Yeah, Engineers and Halflings haven't been picked so far. Okay. So that's actually pretty interesting, and uh, I realized that just a couple of minutes ago that nobody picked Engineers so far in Fire and um, which I always used to think of them as actually pretty good in and fair and Well, they're... Very good factions, a very good faction in general on every map, but yeah, that's that's pretty intriguing. And we've seen dwarves once, so there is that. Mm
0: -hmm. I always associate Ghostly with throwing in dwarves. Was that in Ghostly's game?
1: Um, Nope. Uh, It was Barnwell playing dwarves um, on the second chance game of the Fire Division.
2: Right. <sighs> and he did some really incredible stuff. He got up to some of those northern hexes yep. that normally you can't get through. I forget what that... Well, the, the green hex on the north, that's usually a witch's sanctuary at some point in the game. Like, that. getting up to that stuff and then hopping over to the grey, it's usually not, like, part of the map that you expect to see dwarves. But I, I've done it actually before in Fire Knights. So I think I won that game. Like, usually when dwarves are able to get out of the usual blocks, they're in, things go pretty well for them.
1: Yeah, he had no color neighbors. Um, yep. He was playing against mermaids, nomads, and cultists, so um, no wonder he, you know, d- ducked through the that cinder block of hexes right. and got nerfed. But yeah, still, never. Regardless, uh, he played a very good game. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, and which faction was picked the most?
3: Um, There's one five times. Which is? No, I'm, I mean, wormlings. let me think here.
1: Mermaids. Oh, of
2: course, of course, yeah, 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 Classic. Of course. Yep. can't believe I was actually, thought that was Swarmlings for a second.
1: Yeah. Swarmlings were picked twice, actually. Were picked so. twice. Mm-hmm. Still blood, so you were kind of close. Yep, fair enough, I'll take it. Sure, so, Yeah. Uh, I have no more questions um, regarding that, so we can
3: move on. No more Sylvia. <laughs> um, the other thing we have to do is,
0: uh, you have a call to action, Aaron. You need the people in oh, yeah. Your goal. What are you looking for?
2: Oh, right. So you're talking about the website. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I was sort of kicking around this idea initially with Zorus a, a while ago uh, about sort of like creating like an info site for Terra Mystica. Um, it really came out of the fact that like over the past year since I've been playing Terra Mystica like you know and asking people a ton of questions and stuff like that I'm pretty known for like asking incessant amounts of questions of like expert uh, lost level players. Um, but of course y- you collect all these bookmarks right it's like you know it's Tunal all or like you know faction heat maps or you know different you know uh key bgg articles that people have put together uh trying to keep you know together a list of all the like who's streaming and and all that kind of stuff and so i i, I think i'm not alone and that i have sort of like quite a collection of like you know a bookmarked folder in my chrome browser that's like got all kinds of stuff in it and then there's, like, documents that float around. And every once in a while I hear someone say, oh, we should get, like, a Google Drive folder together or something. We can put all this stuff in it. And it's just, like, a one, you know, one place where all this stuff is in it. And so I'm like, huh, so, like, maybe we could just sort of incorporate both of those, both of those needs into, like, a very basic site. Like, literally just a site that's, like, pretty much there just to sort of, like, store hyperlinks to, you know, information on all the streamers, all the stuff that people normally have bookmarked. Um, you know, we could have information on some of the tournaments, uh, you know, links to, you know, some of the public discords of different streamers and F2O and stuff like that. Um, and just sort of, and then any, you know, any PDFs and stuff like that that are floating around, stuff that people might normally want to throw into, like Google Drive folder and share that. We can just sort of like upload them as media to the site and then again, just like link them. Um, so I sort of had this had this idea and uh, was thinking of doing that. And then uh, Zoris was sort of also separately chatting with me about you know putting together his sort of desire to put together a site for the the Tuesday League because right now they've got like a registration form and they've got this Google Sheet that sort of shows you know once people have been seeded into divisions who's playing who and what the games are and stuff. And so it's basically like a Google form and a Google Sheet. And it's like maybe we need to build a website for that. So then it, like that's sort of where this idea came. It was like well let's bring this stuff together. We can build like a Info site for Terra Mystica put all bunch of stuff on it get the and then also it can be sort of a site for Tuesday League So people can go to this website and actually like register on the site for Tuesday League They can go back to the site to see where they've been seated into what divisions and who they're playing and then people who are watching the games can also just like Go to the website to see the standings and that kind of stuff like all that stuff can be brought into it um, So that has so, is sort of the idea behind the site. And I've chatted with a number of people in the community and people have added suggestions. It's sort of been growing from there. Uh, I do have a bit of a framework sort of for a site built out on a couple of different platforms, but I'm still sort of kicking ideas around about the best way to sort of tackle some of, especially the uh, the TMTL stuff, like how best to build a registration form and do the sort of seating stuff and show all the results. Like, is there an application I should be considering to like get set up to manage all that stuff and then like iframe it into the site or like how is best to sort of manage that kind of stuff and so i have been asking a number of people in the community of like hey are there any web web devs around right like um i'm a a bit of a like i'm a data person is like part of my day job so i like not really a programmer but i sort of work in like sql and different types of code so i know a little bit of like programming stuff but i'm not you know i can't build like a on web app or anything like that, so I've just sort of been like putting feelers out there in the community uh, that if there are like people around that are web devs or like you know build apps or like whatever programmers stuff like that that have an interest in sort of like giving back to the community you know it's something like tacky but like you know it's like something to yeah. do for the community uh, which lots of people do uh, are looking for an avenue to, to to sort of give back then this would be a great thing and so um yeah, I'm it's it's still early enough in the stages that nothing has been like completely fleshed out and like this is how we're building the site, this is how it's going to look. Like I I need people to sort of come in with knowledge and experience and like a bit of uh, creativity and actually like uh help me flesh this out and figure out the best way to sort of execute it. So that's sort of the call to action is like uh anyone with any interest in helping out or providing feedback on this while it's still in the infant stages of like design, uh please please reach out to me with any kind of feedback or questions. But particularly if you're a developer that's looking for a way to sort of get back to the community.
0: Yeah, particularly programmers. Um yep. that's cool. It's it's a really great idea. I really Yeah, very like cool. It. Yeah, it'll be yeah, exactly like you said. It'll be really useful to have a central place. Um, mm-hmm. it's fantastic so yeah is the best place your discord if i put a link to your discord is that the easiest way probably i mean
2: people can just add me as a friend on discord uh so they can do that if they want to but yeah i I often just like that's part partly why i you know set set up that discord which is for people to be able to find an easy way to to uh, connect with me so that that's also probably the easiest thing is you just like link the discord people join that and then find me in there or just post in general or whatever and yeah you can also DM me on BGA. I'll eventually see those messages when I log in, which is many times a day.
3: So, sure, yeah. Build something cool. Nice. I love it. Let's do it. Um, right. So,
0: have, have I mentioned what we're actually doing? We're reviewing the the group games of Fire of Fire Two Open. Did I say that? I don't know.
3: Uh, yeah, the, yeah, you mentioned you briefly. It.
2: So okay. I've. I've got this wonderful Google sheet open with all this stuff in it. And so I'm ready to review games, if that's what you want to do.
0: Let's review games. Um, I presumably, I, I presume we didn't all watch all the games. And in truth, I've been quite busy. So don't tell Bizzle, but I didn't watch all of the games. Um, so feel free to jump in if you did watch any of them. The first one in the Fire Division was... Mm-hmm. Of this parish, ghostly against NerdCube and Bowser hugs, but Babook won with witches. Um, I, I didn't watch that game, <laughs> but I was you sad did that didn't. Went, I didn't. I did not.
3: Okay,
1: I watched it live actually, and it's. Oh, you stayed up. Um, I think. Oh so. yeah, I, I think I did. I watched the whole I think. Um and. At this moment, I had this strong feeling that, well, okay, I'm I'm gonna say it out loud. Uh, this tournament so far has been um, a festival of pretty bad moves and calls uh, <laughs> that we, that we probably haven't seen in F2O history yet, and <laughs> ma- many players suffer the uh, fancy play syndrome here, and we can see uh, very good players. Um, actually uh, ending up fourth, uh, you know, with pretty questionable, at least, uh, moves. So um, in this first game, uh, Bowser was the first one, actually, to um, to suffer the fancy play syndrome, uh, where he uh, was playing mermaids in a pretty, pretty good setup, let's say. Uh, he opened with a double dig. Uh, he then took a double dig round two. He took a single dick round three. Um, and also, he had a, a, a spade bone in round one, right? So he had like six dicks or something in the first three rounds. And he didn't secure one of those hexes that allowed him to go northeast. And Babook with witches, he just waited for a second, waited for a second to for Bowser to pass. And he just dug it and took it, right? Uh-huh. And. It was it was actually pretty you know uh, pretty pretty devastating for Bowser's game. Um, he scored 100 victory points, and I'm not saying that you know uh, I would do anything better. I probably wouldn't even I didn't even qualify to F2O, right? So uh, all I'm saying is that we've seen uh, with other players that we're going to talk about too. Um, it's pre- it was pretty disastrous for many of them. And there were a lot of those you know very uh weird moves that go against every single principle of playing a faction, you know so <laughs> uh, Babook won this game with a margin of fifty one points over Bowser and yeah, and even even a couple of days before the tournament actually started the group stage, I played the game uh with Babook um and a couple of others um. I think it was Ghostly in Zivak, and Babok said uh, uh, in the game chat that he doesn't feel like he deserves a spot in F2O, you know, against all those players, um, wow. legends, and so on. And he actually won the first game, you know, uh, against Nerdcube too, right? Yeah. So and Baldur Hacks and Ghostly. So uh, this speaks volumes about how this tournament, you know, goes, and it 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 actually repeats throughout every single game so far, almost every single game. So,
0: um, yeah. Yeah, because, speaking of upsets, the second game, Ice Division, Bizzle, he was so excited after getting, on paper, some easy picks for his game, including, well, yeah, who was it he picked? He picked a slippery and then he got some easy picks after that and he was celebrating but he to put it bluntly failed miserably and was fourth as well
3: i'm not yeah. touching
1: i'm not touching this game i don't want to get banned uh, by buzz So you guys go ahead
3: <laughs> that is don't want to get banned we,
0: on this he is our he is our boss and ruler so we, we can't speak too ill of him but he had a bad game with darklings
2: yeah and i i think like you know p- many many of us have had bad games with Darklings on Fire and Ice. Um, It's not the most forgiving map. Um, You know, if you sort of get blocked from... Like, if, if decisions are made either by yourself or how things sort of break down early on in the game that prevent you from being able to, like, build out an early economy and getting some hexes, getting some key hexes, like, you can just find yourself in really tricky situations with Darklings. And, of course, one of the classic things is just, like, lack of cheap hexes to dig, right? So um yeah i think this was one of those games where i am just reviewing it right now uh just quickly going through to remember the auction i feel like bizzle got a decent price on darklings to start with but i can't recall yeah he did he he went in at 22 points which feels pretty good against like a giants pick at 30 um but i think there were a couple of like kind of key things that happened in that game if i recall one was uh is it not taking the workers action i think that might have been. One of the mistakes.
1: The most important thing is that he didn't build temple round one as darklings. You know, um, I mean, as I said earlier, it goes against every single principle of playing darklings, <laughs> right? Because he wanted to yeah. get, I don't know, pass early for uh, for something, or he wanted to get another four points. Because if I remember correctly, it was temple's even round two. Um, so he That's ended.
0: He's a he's a slave to the track, right?
1: Yeah, he oh, ended he's, first. He's going to be first, so hungry. He ended the first round with a trading post and two dwellings. You know, in the round two, he upgraded trading post to a temple and built a third dwelling. And right, right, you know, you 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 cannot. I don't know what could happen, but you know, if if you if you think about it this way, how could you possibly uh, win a game with such an opening? You know, I mean, like um, theoretically, right? You you say that you say that Darklings player opened. Uh, Round one with a trading post and two dwellings. And you know, you're like, all right, well, he's, he's not going to win it uh, anyway, right? So no matter, no matter how hard try, you trade, know, I, I don't know what could happen there.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I do recall this game. It's one of these uh, things that I see people do sometimes in, in Terra Mystica. I, I think I do it a little bit too often, perhaps. Uh, some players are a little bit more um, protective of their power. But it was one of those things where he, he hooked the priest really early so he could double-dig that green hex, which is really good for Darklings in the center, because then you have two other hexes yep. that you can take. And even if you don't get one of them, like if it's a yellow faction that wants to dig uh, that brown they often want, you can sort of continue down the peninsula and sort of... like You can carve out three hexes, and it's like super nice to be able to do that. Um, so it made a lot of sense. But of course, then he didn't, didn't have power for, for the worker's action initially. By the time you did get it, the workers were gone. And so then it's this question of, do you burn, and it, not just spend three power, do you burn three power tokens for that second worker that you need so that you can build your temple? Um, and I, I tend to do that. I remember, I forget what it was. It's like, you know, when I was learning Terra you, like, hear people say things in certain games, and then you just take them as gospel. And I just, like, do them forever. And one thing I remember, like, listening to a stream of, like, Chris Ho, I think it was, it just went on this rant about, like, How much better a dwelling is in round one than it is in round two, just for that snowballing factor.
3: Mm -hmm. So
2: I will almost always three power, unless I'm like trying to pass for two spades, and I've like figured out the breakdown of power actions in round two and all that kind of jazz. But otherwise, from just a purely like economic perspective, like I'll almost always burn three power tokens to like get one extra dwelling out in a round if I can.
1: Um, Especially with darklings, who start with four workers, right? Yeah, exactly. And they so. needed workers power action so hard. But yeah. also in that game we've seen uh um, Bepp insta bidding on fuckers. Uh I bet. well. Yeah, right. uh, everybody ever nobody nobody else did that. They just let him play it. And it was uh, it was a pretty cool fuckers game. I don't remember the specifics and details, but uh, I think it was fun to watch him uh Jumping around and doing some stuff there. So,
0: I think he played quite like a vanilla fakirs game, didn't he?
2: But well, it was kind of odd because, like, I it was one of those games where it, his opening like just did not seem very strong. And like, he I think he like took fakirs at kind of not a great price. I mean, he got them at 30, but I mean, relative to the other factions, he effectively overpaid for them in that he, like other factions weren't good down as much as they probably could have been. So, you know, t- taking fakirs with not as much of a point margin against other, other players. Of course, no landscape. And then, yeah, round one was basically just, like, spent power on a bridge and then just, like, built a dwelling. And then, you know what I mean? And then, so I, I sort of, like, lost track of the game at that point. And Dick didn't fly, right? So it's, like, and had a priest, but then he said, I think, sent that to a cult, which, like, kind of made sense because there was some power. And then... But it, it was just one of those openings where it's like, oh man, this person took the at thirty, like didn't get a good price on them. Had kind of like an opening that wasn't super great, and then I just sort of like kind of lost track of, you know, their their game at that point. But it was interesting, of course. Like Tepep did come in uh, third in that game, but the point margin between Tepep and second, and Tep and and their position and and first was like not as big as you would expect like there was a nine point difference between mermaids which played a pretty solid game and started that game again in the 20s and opened like double dig and stuff and just like did classic mermaid stuff and like beat Tepep by like only nine points or you know i don't know only nine like that's a lot in terra mystica but at the same time it's just i remember the result of that game kind of just sort of being surprising to me yep
1: Especially, uh, mermaids had an almost uh, sorry. Mermaids had an uh, almost dream opening. You know, he uh, ended round one with temple for dwellings. He passed on onto yeah. uh, coins, uh, six coins pastile. He put a priest to water. You know, he had an, another double dig or a single dig, double dig yeah. probably. So yeah, uh, against such an opening, you know, uh, playing factors for thirty with bridge round one and. No flying there, um, and he lost by nine victory points I think um, well, uh, I'm not sure how um how ninja actually um played that game in the end game uh, in the latest round so um, maybe th- there was something uh, right there uh, some mistakes made but yeah in in general I think uh he could he can be pretty satisfied with uh, with the outcome
0: yeah, for sure for sure. My um, my statement about Tet Pep, and I, I said it in the chat, but I'll say it now. He is a future Fire 2 Open champion. And that this game from Tet Pep was him just putting his stake in the ground, finding his foot, right. and he's yep. going to come back and win it. And I'm saying it now. And when he does, it might not be the next tournament he, yeah, he just wanted after that.
1: He just wanted to check if it's worth his time, you know.
0: Right. As well. <laughs> yeah. Between
1: snacks and and so on.
2: Right. because okay. Tap tap is also the the person in that basically no commented during the uh, Zoom call. Is that correct? During the whatever you yep. call, that
0: thing He just he ate <laughs> snacks and an auto pick was made for him while he was on mute.
2: Auto pick was made. Do you want to say anything? No, nah, I'm good. I'm just eating.
0: You he know, didn't even need to. to. He, he just. I left. don't even
2: know if I can fit you guys in my calendar. He was Think the
1: first. Out. He was the first person in history to actually win the group selection phase, in my opinion. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So without saying a nobody's, word, nobody's ever ever done that. You know.
0: <laughs> Less is more. Um, right. Game, so game three, the Fire Division second game, was yeah. maybe my favorite moment game of the whole thing because it happened ran your first seat through in which is on fire and ice mm-hmm. one with which is good times
3: yep yeah, yeah yeah
2: always i mean i watched a lot of uh <clears throat> rainier's streams during well now two arena seasons ago but when rainier was uh playing a ton of fire and ice and uh and I was playing a ton of fire and ice and Rainier just sort of like just started streaming or was getting like a lot more into it. It seemed like during that sort of arena season. so I was like, definitely like was very involved in his Twitch community and still am, but was like spending a lot of time on a stream and, and chatting a lot of, with him about fire and ice. And of course everyone knows who's uh, spent any amount of time on Rainier's Twitch channels that he's like, yeah, played a lot of witches games on fire and ice during that arena season. So um always a lot of fun to see him play which is on fire and ice and uh right from his very opening move it just uh yeah it was cool it's just like uh, it was that written. opening opening priest take was just one of those moves i don't know why i find that kind of almost fancy but when people just in first seat don't even upgrade their structure they just like bam they just burn <laughs> for a priest i mean it made sense because he started with coins and so it just like it kind of worked but it just was one of those classic Ryan games where he seemed like he, he went in there with like a, a game plan and did what he wanted to do right away. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, he could yeah. afford it uh, given the start, starting spots. Everybody was bowling around him and he was in the first seat. So he, uh, I checked that he ended round one with first move taking the priest action. He ended, ended round one with six power tokens uh, in bowl three. You know, so right. he still got uh, tons of leech. Um, he upgraded shipping, built dwellings, um built a temple for Earth 2 got a cult spade, build a stronghold for witches on Far and Ice in round two. So you know um everything went according to plan, and when I rewatched the game, I was actually surprised that everyone else allowed you know it to happen to give witches to Rainier for nineteen with such a great um starting spot. Yeah, for sure.
0: And uh, it was good because you'd, you'd written that question super for Lizzie to ask why witches. And then... A
1: bit yeah, well, yeah, and we know why, exactly.
0: <laughs> and yeah, it's somewhat of a meme, but he embraced it and won, which is cool. So yeah, uh, good as well, because he hasn't done that well in F2O up to now. So
1: Yeah, he deserves that. And yeah. uh, game three, um, it was the first and only game that Alchemists were picked. Um, uh, the lesser wolves playing them.
0: There, right? So. <laughs> that is the <a> thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I I actually I spoke to him about it briefly, uh, and uh, yeah, he said he just didn't quite get it right and was a bit too aggressive.
3: Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, alchemists are tricky, and um, everybody pretty pretty much knows about it. So I had a
0: no town alchemists game in qualifying. I did not win. Oh,
2: gosh! Oh. It it seems it seems to be the case that even after a you know a, a fire and ice season that people you know was fairly popular, lots of chatter about, uh, and uh, yeah, that it's just like the, there hasn't the 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 expert community has, hasn't really come up with an obvious way of like how to play alchemists on fire and ice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's you know you see these tables where like there's you know packed of like solid players that will just toss an alchemists, right and someone jumps on them and it's just like you know some people have good games with them some people have really hard games with them but there doesn't seem to be any consensus it's kind of like make it up as you go uh, i played i think it was like NerdCube with a, a game of Alchemists, like i can't remember what was a number of weeks ago and he was kind of just like messing around i think it might have been, it have been a blitz game he did pretty well but it was still like he took a completely different line and it was just like Another example of like, yeah, we still don't really know what to do with Alchemists on this map. So, um, you know, it's uh, just kind of make it up as you go. So I kind of found that like a little bit gutsy of, you know, for someone to be willing to take Alchemists in such like, an intense tournament game. Because there there isn't really an obvious game plan for me uh, in like how to do super well on Alchemists and Fire and Ice. Like things can break for you. Okay. in round one. And then if they don't, it's super unclear how you recover.
3: Um yeah. Yeah. Um game four.
0: Game four only game with a previous champion in Gino. But Zitcob won. Yeah. I didn't watch this one either. Did either of you guys watch it? Uh
1: sometime. Uh if you look, you know, at the um finishing scores, uh it was very, very close game. Zitcob ended with one hundred and forty six. Uh, then there was Herd Diggler with 100, 139, All and right. both both Gino and Fulmicotone with one point less than Herd Diggler. So,
3: yes, it was yes. A tough one,
1: right? And, and Zidcup almost blew it, if I remember correctly, in the round six. There, there was yes. something about building a dwelling or not connecting. I don't remember exactly, but he he almost blew it completely.
2: So. That's right. In the post game interview, he admitted there was something that was just like a complete, like a miscalc or a misclick almost. Like he just like like just made it like a, just like a silly kind of mistake that I forget what the calc was on it, but cost him arguably a number of points. And you know, he ultimately did have enough of a margin that it was okay there, seven point margin. But um, yeah, it was a cl- it was a very close game, and that was kind of a scary moment there, for sure. But he
0: plays even his. F2O games in like 10 minutes so you can't blame him for not counting something true. probably. It
1: was, it was yeah. 13 something so <laughs> it was pretty long for him.
3: Yeah. But yeah Gino narrowly made it into the second chance game from that didn't he? Like skin of his teeth. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it, I think yeah it, it was that game. Uh, Herdigler playing Darklings. Uh, if I'm not mistaken Custers were questioning his uh, his gameplay right there uh, as he was playing Darklings, and he ended up second, actually. So um, I don't remember exactly. I promised to myself that I'm gonna rewatch it, but there was there was actually some pretty weird things going on in his game, uh, but he made it to the second chance game nevertheless. so um, yeah. that's worth mentioning, yeah, for sure.
2: um. And it was also a game where, like, the auction went by pretty quickly. I think there was uh, Darklings and Cultists both went in for 30, yep. Chaos at 28, and
3: then Witches were bit down to 20 or something. So it was... Yep. Yeah, went went pretty quickly. Uh,
0: game five, we had Chickens, Claybo, Green Rain, and Ryan the Man. And Chickens won. I, I did watch this one. It was... It was very unclear who was going to win out of Chickens and Claybo. Is that right, I think? It was,
3: it was sort of a um, close one between them.
1: Yeah. Right. Chickens won by four victory points. Um...
2: Oh, I, I remember this this game. This was the game, Um, I mean, as we're talking, I'm like madly cycling through actions to try to refresh my memory. But this was the one that, in the opening, the casters were like, there's two options for what is going to do here as Nomads. This or this. And then it's like one of those classic casters moments where they're like, well, we, we give up. We have no idea. Um, he <laughs> took Clay Temp Br- Ship, right? Is that what's going to happen here? He starts on Temp Ship, but then doesn't take Double Dig or something.
1: Yeah, something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Classic Claybo stuff. Um, yeah,
0: he's definitely one of the most interesting guys to watch. For sure.
1: Um, and also, um, I played just a couple of days prior to that game. Um, a very to uh, a very nice practice game with both chickens and Ryan, the man. And chickens uh, also played chaos magicians, and he also won that game. Just you know, a few days before that. And if we we're, if we we're, um, we're gonna talk about it, but uh, if we're talking about um, people that are. That may win this tournament, and I'm gonna divide them briefly into you know those veterans that join every fire to open and those newcomers and underdogs. I think that among the second group, the chickens has the highest chance of winning this tournament, actually.
0: Interesting. Um, He's your favorite underdog, hmm. uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Yes, um, I think uh, he seems to be pretty calm uh, and consistent. And he seems to be the guy that doesn't make mistakes. You know, he's just sitting there, he's calculating, uh he's he doesn't feel pressure, at least, you know, um that's what I think. Um and yeah, out of all those underdogs and newcomers I think he has the highest chance and I think he's gonna be in the grand finals there.
3: Nice, nice. Okay. Good stuff. I I don't have any hot takes. I'm so bad at guessing so i'm like
0: <laughs> well we, we have to do predictions later so okay all right get, get guessing I'll,
3: I'll do my best
0: <laughs> uh the final um the group final group game yeah the group of death exactly the one everyone oh was yeah looking forward to. i was really excited about this one we had um said in the group selection deep finesse Mm-hmm. Went there, and he picked Zavok, and then I think Zavok picks Loishkin, and mm-hmm. Loishkin picked Halai or had to pick Halai, um, which which I th- I think being Loishkin is that in that matchup is quite funny that you've qualified and then you get thrown in with those three guys. Yeah, don't envy it, him at all.
2: Also amazing though that like Loishkin is supposedly like he's the junior player at that table, yet he's like a, a very strong Mystica player
0: yeah uh, for like, sure you know, he, he yeah he is yeah
2: and consistently you know you know five 550 kind of rating on on the site and stuff like that like he's a solid player so it's just like yeah it was quite a stacked table
1: yeah but deep Fines- uh sorry go ahead
0: no 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 i think you're gonna say what i was gonna say yeah carry on
1: uh, i just wanted to say the uh Shrucker, uh deep Fines crushed this game and <laughs> Every, uh, even casters, after round one or two, they said, all right, how do you stop this guy right now with on swarm links? Well, you, you simply don't. Um, and if I remember correctly, Deep Finesse actually uh, dug one of Loishkin's hexes and destroyed his town. There was something yes. like that. And he, yeah. he he had a choice to, you know, to choose the most dangerous player. And he realized, he, well, he won the game anyway. And he, he was probably. Sure about it, but so he just decided to um to strike the player that is closest to him, and um yeah um I think he destroyed his town and maybe with with um if Loeskin had the possibility of building that town, he might have uh, ended up second there. Yeah. So
0: that yeah that is important to say because Loeskin came in fourth on a really hard table, but yeah he was in the mix playing his Orin. He was yeah he was. Battling it out. Um, well, I mean, I guess no one was that close to deep finesse, but he was no, in there but with he, Zavok and Halai. Yeah, for
2: sure. If you, you you give it, you give a town to to Loishkin, and it's basically a statistical tie for second between all three players. You know, like the Zevok yeah. and Halai tied for one thirty seven. Loishkin was eight points behind, so give him a town, and it's like the other three spots were very competitive with
0: one another. And Hallo was actually doing some sort of wacky nomad stuff, and I think he yeah. he didn't. What did he took a what favorite Did he take Earth? Yeah, he took, Earth, he took Earth, two. Earth two, and then didn't upgrade digging. He in it. Right. Yeah.
2: And he yeah, it was weird. It was just one of those weird like openings where uh, he didn't have a ton of power, so his first two actions were just build a temple. So he basically he just like rushed Earth two because that's a thing on nomads. Um, you know, didn't spend his power on anything else. Like, yeah, it was just sort of a, a funny a funny opening. Um,
0: but then he did get four towns and sort of made a really late charge and tied with, tied yeah, with Zavok, but beat him into the second chance game on a tiebreaker, I think.
3: One coin, right? Something like that. One yeah. coin difference?
0: Or maybe like even like end game points or something.
1: Oh, maybe. Right.
2: It was a funny game, though, right from the auction. I wasn't tired. Like, I think the auction was pretty wrong. I don't know what the correct evaluation was, but it was one of these games where Swarmlings went in at, like, 25 or something like that. And, you know, it's just like, it's kind of hard to evaluate that kind of stuff, but it was just a classic game where, like, you know, Swarmlings, in a, like, they're, they're a sandwiched faction, but, like, how much do Swarmlings care? and the answer is not at all if they can get a second town and the way how i played he just like like deep finesse was just like able to get that northern town and so at that point then like who cares about the sandwich right like the the difference between you know having any sandwiching and not is just like being able to find enough room on the board for for a second town but it's just like swarmlings are just one of those broken factions that should always almost always be bit down darklings are just like can be kind of a nightmare to play on fire and ice yet they were a bit down like 10 points below mm. swarmlings or something like that like yeah i feel like there was some sort of funky stuff going on where swarmlings just like went in at a great price deep finesse was piloting them he was an amazing player and then like everything that could break well for them did basically
0: it's so my like, my analogy yeah. here sorry we carry on no that's it yeah, yeah go ahead uh, my, my analogy is this was like um, it was like, Federer going into Wimbledon in the first game and kind of just winning in straight sets. So you don't really get to see how good he is, but he, he looks really solid, and that was deep finesse in that game. He just looked like pretty unruffled, won it fairly easily, looks very dangerous
3: for the rest of the tournament.
2: I'll have to trust your tennis analogy because I admittedly
3: don't. I think about tennis. That's what Wimbledon is, right?
1: This game. There's there's one more thing uh, that has to be mentioned is that it was almost exactly the same setup as in the first game of the international clash, where Europe mm. was playing Swarmlings, and they've won actually um, by quite a decent margin there, and having Zivog and Hala in this game. Uh, I think Holly was absent, actually. So uh, it was Tidi Chang who replaced him uh, in the teams Europe um that week. But I was really surprised that Zivok didn't bid on swarmings as heavily as uh, he did uh, during that game, which he was actually piloting that first game of the international clash, right? And Nine. yep. And the setup uh, the track and pastels were pretty similar. Actually this one, uh, we discussed it a bit. This one was actually better, right? For Swarm next the Yeah, slightly better. Yeah. Game. So
0: what um do you guys have any opinion on Zavok's sort of solo live play debut? Does he what do you think? How how good is he looking?
1: I mean it was just one game during the group stage, you know, Zvok is um is an amazing player and a legend. But he's not a god anymore. So even uh, it's it was just a single game, you know, and every, 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 everything and anything can happen there. Um, he actually tied for a second. Um, and the only mistake that I think he did was he didn't build on And that was pretty much it. That can happen to everyone, you know? Hey.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think Zivok looked really good in the qualifiers. He beat you in oh, the yeah. qualifiers, didn't he? Uh,
1: well, obviously.
0: <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, it's no mean feat to beat Super Kazani. So he must have been playing well. So yeah, I think, again, one to watch for in future tournaments. Mm-hmm. I, I, Yeah, I think it was a bit of a shame that this game was not so close.
3: But yeah. it was cool to yeah. see Xe'Voc and Deep Finesse playing each other, definitely. For sure. Yeah, it was definitely a good game. So that was our
0: group games. And then Mm -hmm. last week, yeah, last week we had the two second chance games. So the three second place players from each division and then the closest third place player all had a game and you had to win to go through into the division finals. So in the fire division, we had... Claybo, Barnowar, Matt the Lesser, and Ghostly. So that's, that's a cool group uh, cool players there. Um, and Claybo did it with Mermaids.
2: Yeah, this is also the game that I, I casted, so I do recall a good bit of this.
0: Ah, uh,
1: yes. I guess I didn't watch it.
2: Well, the, the the commentary is phenomenal, so you should go back and watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's me, it's me and uh, it's me and Bizzle memeing around for two hours straight. So what more could you ask for? Um, yeah, that was a that was a blast of the cast. Uh, Bizzle had messaged me like I don't know a couple a few hours before the game or something like that to ask me if I could jump on and cast. And oddly, the only thing that I was had to sort of say maybe at first was sort of for a silly reason but i was like i have a haircut had a haircut in literally forever because nothing has been open in ontario where i live but things have just opened up so i made a mad dash and left the house got my haircut so i would look great for the stream and then came back and said all right this well
0: i'm ready <laughs> i have yeah. a snazzy haircut i can be on camera now
2: Exactly, so the joke is like, I, I quickly was like, oh no, I'm going to be on stream Give me a minute, and we quickly ran out of the house to get my hair all nice for the stream
0: I assume that, I thought that Bizzle sends around hair and makeup people before the cast, Is that not happen yet? Not, not, to, not to Canada He's Yeah, the airfare mm-hmm. is too
2: expensive it's too cold here, so
0: yeah. um, Was, was Claver doing anything controversial in this one, or was it a fairly standard Mermaids game?
2: um i actually don't think so surprise surprise like i think he kind of played like a pretty normal kind of mermaid's game the thing that was like a little less normal i guess was that like um by sort of mid-ish game to late game like he had an advanced shipping and ended up sinking resources into upgrading digs um Mm. I don't think that was like part of his plan early on. And I think Claybo often jokes that like he doesn't have really plans going into games. He just sort of like, you know, sees how things break down and sort of adapt from there. But um, yeah, he ended up having to, uh, I forget what it was. Oh, Matt the Lesser was playing Nomads. Claybo started in the south and in the eastern part of the central peninsula, but didn't start in that classic mermaid spot right in the center of the board. And then Nomads opened Stronghold in round one, and and smashed pretty early that the like that blue and black hex. So he just had this random dwelling in the south, and needed to connect by digging through that brown hex. If that makes sense, the brown hex that you know mm. is in the center. That is sort of like Mermaid's backup. So that was I remember that was sort of Claybo's like. That was where I think the game kind of changed for him because he's like, okay, so I'm not like connecting through a ton of shipping, I'm connecting through like an expensive dig. And so he like sunk resources and upgraded digs and, and did that a little bit. But so it you know, it was a you know slightly unorthodox game in that regard. But otherwise it was just like, you know, most of his rounds, he was just like,
0: yeah, doing good stuff.
3: Ooh. Cool. Um,
0: so he yeah, he gets through on the second chance in the fire division to the finals. <laughs> in the ice division we had Hard Diggler, Gino to Slippery and Halai. So again some of the Team Europe folks in there. But again, they did not win and Hard Diggler won. This game I think it was Ranyor and Bizzle casting this one the other day on yesterday. Uh
1: and th- yes and R- Rainor said uh, uh... He reg- he almost said that he regrets casting it and uh, he doesn't want to cast it anymore um, because he saw uh, how I was doing with his beloved witches. Um,
0: also, yeah. at, at the end, he just he just sounded very tired. <laughs> he was yeah. like both or normally a bundle of energy, and Ranier. They yeah, they seem to just sort of get worn down by this game. And the chat was just like, I hate everything. All of these players are doing.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I didn't actually catch this game, um, and uh, yeah, some some of the videos have, have been a little slow to get up to YouTube. So I, I haven't had a chance to watch the VOD yet on this.
0: Yeah, Chris, come on. Um, I th- so I've seen uh, Matt Hardigler posting that he actually thinks that this is his best game ever. Have you seen that in sort Z- in Zora's best game thing at all?
3: Yeah,
1: I think I saw that somewhere. Interesting, uh, but I, I don't remember his argument. Why? Why do, Why Why does he think it's his best game?
0: Um. He says it was rip, rip. It was bleh. It really was probably my best game ever, especially considering the stakes and how different I looked at certain decisions to compete to everybody else. I was going to argue that in that that in chat and realized I should probably just make a video. So he he might make a best game video. I might be getting this totally wrong and he might be talking about his other game, but I th- I think this is what he means, which I think is quite interesting if um you know, if everyone seemed to be saying that this was, you know, a low standard game and <laughs> they thought people were making bad moves. Uh but Matt seems to think that he did well to win. Uh which I mean like winning on that table is always like a really good achievement beating some awesome players. Um but I think it's also that thing where, you know, uh, a high econ game where you make four towns in a town round is is impressive. But what arguably takes more skill is a scrappy game where you have to sort of fight for your points and there's not easy scoring opportunities and you have to get the win
3: despite, you know, tricky odds. So fair play Tim. Yeah, but um, also I talked to
1: Hella a couple of days later. I was watching him playing Castles of Burgundy, and in the in in that game, uh, he made a mistake in the very first move. Uh, and I asked him about it, right? Why did why didn't you take the additional action that I was given to? And he said, and he just said, "Oh crap, I didn't know this. You know, the inf- interface confused me." And he added that he's not. Uh, how did you? Yeah, I think he just said that he's not a particularly good gamer right now. So he's probably in that, you know uh, in that moment that happens to everyone once in a while that he just, you know I, I'm not sure he plays Terra Mystica. He hasn't played Terra Mystica for like a week or something. So um he's probably currently in, in a pretty uh, pretty bad shape. Um and that's actually a pity that it happened during um F two O. So But yeah, it's not not the same highlight as we um, are used to see there.
3: Sure. He does play a bit of a... What's the word? Uh, I was going
0: to say he he plays a kind of all-or-nothing game sometimes, you know, where he he accepts loads of leech and Mm -hmm. goes all out, and it either means he wins by a mile or he doesn't win.
2: (laughs) Right. He's sort of high-risk high risk high reward kind of games I agree. yeah mm-hmm. which in
0: a tournament like f2o maybe you have to play that way um because you're gonna have to win every game if you want to win the whole thing so you've got right, right
1: and there are the, and there aren't that many games
0: right mm. right exactly um Cool. So those are our games. So yeah, folks can, as you mentioned, were folks can watch most of them on YouTube, most. Uh, on the channel. But Chris has been busy, so there's a few that you can catch on Twitch channels and stuff. But um, they'll, they'll all be up there eventually. Or, Apparently this weekend,
2: Bizzle's working on it. So
0: there we go. They'll be up. They'll yeah. be up. Trust. Trust Bizzle. Um, right. So yeah, or like. Uh, I mean, as usual, the production quality, the casters were fantastic, as usual, and the chat was good as well. Mm-hmm. So, we have coming up the Fire Division Finals and the Ice Division Finals. So,
3: uh, oh wait, today? That's not right. Is it today? Yep. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. today. What? Oh,
2: <laughs> this is going to be late. Yeah, the, the Fire. Fire Division Finals are, are uh, tonight. Yeah, so people can hear our,
3: I don't know, our guesses of who's going who's gonna to win after the game's happened. Uh, yeah,
0: I was, I was really excited because we were recording this and I was going to get it done before then, before well, the game that I assumed was on Saturday. Okay, never mind. There we go.
1: I know who's gonna win, and I have everything figured out. All right, all right. No, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, in the fire division, uh, Rainier and chickens are gonna advance, uh, and I think that Rainier is gonna be first. Uh, I think Babuk is just gonna feel the pressure being in the um, semifinals here, and Klebo is gonna uh, get hit by a, a fancy play syndrome right there. So right. those. Rainier and Chickens are moving to the grand finals. Uh in the Ice Division, um I still believe that Z Cup and Deep Finesse are the strongest players in the table and they're gonna move. Um hmm. probably Deep Finesse is gonna be first. I'm 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 gonna guess here. And yeah. Grand Finals, the winner of the tournament is gonna be Z Cup. Um okay. I think Yep. Yeah. And I really believe that. Uh I think he's Extremely strong player. That's been in the last arena season. Uh, he was the first one uh, to attack the arena, and he was uh, in the first place, uh, ranked one uh, during the arena season for like a couple of weeks or so. Um, just you know, a, a couple of weeks later, Nerdcube and the finesse and others attacked the arena. But I saw him play a lot of games. Um, I think he's uh, in a very good shape, unless unless he gets, I don't know, too drunk or he also suffers the fancy play syndrome. If he just plays it, you know, like okay, I'm just gonna play like I usually do. I'm just gonna win it. I think he's gonna win the tournament right there, with Deep Finesse or or going second, Chicken's being third, er- and Rainier finishing fourth in the Grand final. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! Why is Rainier yes. fourth?
1: Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, things happen. You're you're gonna see. You're gonna see.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this stuff happens, but not like yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's uh, that's that's quite the take.
0: Are you ready, Weber, or shall I go?
2: No, I'm happy to propose an alternate. Uh, yeah, an alternate line that this that this is gonna take. So I I it was interesting just just if I can back up for a second for you to uh, sort of characterize Halli's play as being kind of high risk, high reward. I think that's a very good way of looking at his play style. I think the other person that I would put in that category is Claybo, kind of all or nothing. He's <laughs> apt to choose a strange line and it might work really well for him at the at the expense of someone else as well, usually. Mm. Right? Or it's just not going to work at all and and he'll come in fourth. So, my so my guess is what we might see is something like Claybo in 3rd or 4th and Rainier wins. Okay? Or Claybo, so Claybo does some some really you know strange and wild and exciting stuff, uh, you know this evening on this game. If it sort of blows up in his face, Rainier's going to win and Claybo's going to hit a third. Is my guess. Or yeah. he's going to pull off some crazy stuff. Claybo's going to win, uh, and Rainier's going to come in second and be a bit salty about it because Claybo's <laughs> going to like do some spicy stuff and smash Rainier. Okay, so <laughs> so so that that's sort of my expectation. Uh, I'm going to go with that pick tonight because I also kind of really just want to see both of those guys advance. Like I love all these players. Babak's fantastic. Chicken's great as well. Chicken's also an interesting point though, is chickens is a fire and ice player. I was chatting with him and it's like, I think he kind of has a similar story of like nerd cube where it was like, he was first introduced to the game. It was fire and ice. Like that is Terra Mystica to him. And then like, he recently had to be like, Oh yeah. What's this other map you guys play on called base map. These are weird hexes, right? So like he's learning sort of some of the maps in in, in reverse. So anyhow, the point is is chickens shouldn't certainly count him out because he is a fire and ice player. But um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Claybo first and Rainier second. Uh, on the uh, ice side of things, I think you're probably right that uh, it's got to be Zitkob and Deep Finesse. Um, in terms of who is actually going to win. I would really love to see Rainier or Deepness win this. I mean, I do have a bit of a bias. I would I prefer to see Rainier win. I've like watched all the guy's streams and stuff like played with him a lot, like, you know. Uh so I I certainly would like rooting for him. But it would be just really nice if if like, you know, Rainier, Deepness are certainly part of a group of like five or six players that are like arguably some like some of the best in the world and it would be nice if like one of those guys like won this tournament. Like an upset would be hilarious. Like if Ninja wants to pull this off, but it would also just be nice if like F2O produced a winner for this season that like like was one of the best players in the world. And we do have an opportunity here uh, for for both Rainier and Deep Finesse to advance to the finals. So I think Deep Finesse versus and Zip Cobb are going to advance. And I think it's going to be between Deep Finesse and Rainier in the finals. And what I would really like is for one of those guys to win and the other to come in second by about five points or something like that.
0: Nice, nice. You're looking, yeah. You want the the fairy tale, yeah, uh, yeah. Fair. I'd say those those are fair predictions as well. Yeah, pretty good. I, I'm thinking a similar thing in the fire division of some havoc being caused by Claybo. And my anticipation is that that uh, Cannons Raniel out of out of winning, and okay. Babuk wins with a sort of Fairly oh. steady, maybe like a, a mermaid's good solid game and chickens seconds. So Babak and Chickens advancing tonight, I'm going for. All right.
2: So so you think Very the kind nice. of Claybo Havoc is the type where he like runs over to Rainier, grabs him, and then they tumble off a cliff together.
0: Exactly that, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, we're we're yeah. gonna be dealing with us but with a really salty rainier later on this evening if that. Yes.
0: Happens. Yes, there is yeah. potential for salt. All of right. course. Wow.
1: Another American Civil War coming.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm going for. Uh, Deep Finesse is as discussed, playing like Roger Federer, winning in straight sets. He's going to advance in the ice division. And I believe after reading what Hard Digler said about his game, he's he's got something going on. So he will he will be second in the ice division. Mm. And then uh, boring, but yeah, I think it's most likely is deep finesse wins the final. That's what I'm going for.
2: I mean, it's not that boring. Deep finesse winning is pretty cool.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, he's. I mean,
2: it's predictable, I guess, is what you mean. I, I predictable. I, I hear yeah, that. predictable.
0: It's yeah. the the sort of just going with the probably. I mean, I, I would imagine that in a final like that, he would be the bookies' favorite, and uh, it right. He would probably be the bookies. I don't know. I wouldn't like to say too much, but maybe I would suggest that he's probably the favorite at the moment.
2: Deepness is an interesting player because I, I would say that I, I don't want to call him a safe player because most people who are really, really good at Terra Mystica don't just take normal lines. So Deepness does some creative and interesting stuff, but uh, Deep Vinesse is one of those players that I don't often see take bizarre lines that are either going to be really good or blow up in their in his face. Like, you know, I mean, I, I on the TMTL game last night, like sure, he did double econ Darklings, but it, it wasn't really a surprise. Like it, like it made sense. And then he took water one and did normal Darkling stuff. Like Deepinest is one of these players that does just play incredibly solid, incredibly consistent Terra mystica at the highest level, uh, and it's really nice just to sort of see that.
0: I think as well, he will do sort of more off the beaten track lines. But they're the kind of thing where you, once he's done them, you see them and you're like, oh, yeah, that was right. In hindsight, that was obviously the best thing in, to do. In hindsight,
2: that was very normal and very. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't think deepness is guilty of fancy play syndrome. Not that I've seen. The strange things that deepness will do is throw in a sandwiched faction. Or if you're playing Lakes, he'll throw in Halflings, because everyone wants Cultist. Or if you're on Fire and Ice, he's gonna toss in Orin, even though there's no landscapes, because everyone wants Witches. Like, he, like the normal stuff that we all know how to do, the sort of mend factions, where we all understand how that's gonna break down, and who's getting what pastile, and we all benefit from it. Deep has an advantage where he wants to see a four in a row on the color wheel of some really obnoxious factions that don't really work well with the track and the tiles, but he'll find a line. Of course, he'll suffer from that, just like all the other players will, but he'll suffer less disproportionately. And that's often a deep finesse edge, is like, let's toss Oren into Fire and Ice and Halflings onto Lakes, and let's change things up a little bit, let's sandwich someone, and and he's able to sort of, like, figure out Roots. So that, I guess, is sort of, like, the creativity and the oddity behind deep finesse, but it's certainly not like you're, you know, any sort of, like, fancy play syndrome gonna blow up in your face kind of stuff.
3: Exactly. I don't know how yeah. better
2: to characterize that in like a sentence, but if I had to like create bins of these different players, there's a bin that's that whole rant I just made and like deep is <laughs> in that bin, maybe by himself. I, I don't know. Someone yeah, probably maybe. Is there too. I don't know.
0: No, I, I I entirely agree. I think that's yeah, very well said. He sort of yeah, puts everyone out of their comfort zone and knows that he will be the best in such a situation. It's it's cool to watch. I agree. Sure. Ah, excellent. Right, we'll um we'll write up those predictions when I do the edit or whatever, and see who's right. Um,
1: I mention one thing, uh, if I may. Yes. Um, I, I I understand both of you. Uh, just looking back to the um, grand finals and you know who's actually going to win the tournament. I think you actually um, didn't consider two very important things here. First of all that Deep Finesse is actually too good to win this tournament. And this guy just he just it's not humanly possible for him to win. Um because he's just too good. He wins too much. And the second thing is that he's not an e- European. And last Fire Two Opens uh, champions are both Europeans. Therefore I think Z is gonna win here. So Okay. And Fair you enough. can't you, you can't really argue with that. Uh, with those arguments of mine. so yeah, um i I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right here. so yeah
0: mm-hmm. the The two good thing is, I mean, I you could be getting at something where if you're so good, you get targeted and then you can't win because everyone is just out to stop you from winning. That's something that could happen.
1: I'm not sure it's very likely in uh, in Tour of mystica, especially at the games so of such a high stake.
2: Yeah, well, at at this level, there's yeah, like if that's if that's what ends up advancing into the finals, where we have, uh, Claybo, Rainier, is Cobb and Deepness? There's no player there that's obviously the best player that a bunch of other rookie players are going to gang up on. Like that's not they're, they're all just elite players that are going to play their own game. But yeah, it, it's not like arena games where I, I've totally seen that with like a high ranking player in an arena game uh you know like third cube in an arena game with a bunch of low-ranking players and like a couple of them will just like dig all his exes or something like that to try to slow them down or whatever yeah um yeah. yeah i i don't i don't think you're apt to see that kind of interaction at the division finals and grand finals at f2o the the slate is just too too elite
3: at that point yeah i agree i agree cool anything else guys I mean, that's everything I got on F2O, I think. Looking forward to the game now. I'm pumped now. We've been ranting mm. on about
2: this
0: for the last 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. Mm. Going to be good stuff. You watching today's game,
0: EJ? Oh, I won't watch it live. Is it, at, is it late? Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it's late tomorrow, so yeah. I can't watch late. So do
1: I, have a sleep, right? Man. <laughs> Come on.
2: I'm in Eastern time, so I'll... Yeah. See, all these streams are pretty easy for me. I'll just throw it on the
1: TV. I'm just gonna watch Chicken's Advance, and yeah, that's my plan for tonight.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, Weber, who's on your old table stream this week?
2: Oh, open table. Uh let me. I totally forget. So let me just pull this up. Uh who we got this week? Oh, of course we got.
3: Oh. Uh, <laughs>
2: Super Zarni is coming on the stream. Hey, we're really, really. yeah. I mean, you're still coming, right? I guess we should just confirm. Yes, it yes, yes, is true. I am. Obviously, okay. I am. Super Zarni is officially confirmed for this Friday. We've also got Babbitt coming, which is awesome. You think I would have remembered after sitting here talking about him for a while? And Danny B is coming back, is uh, definitely a, uh, on the stream. So yeah, Danny and Babbitt and Super Zarni. It's gonna be a good time. That's at six o'clock Eastern.
3: We I mean, need sleep, super
1: base, base map. Well, base I, I map. will need I will need sleep. Um, no, I don't actually need sleep, man. It's we're gonna play in the you know uh, it's midnight right here. Yeah. So.
2: Wait, what? It's uh, oh yeah, it's to see six hours in for you. I see what you mean. Yep. Yeah, was well, a little late for you, but I, yeah, I appreciate it's, it, you. Arguing, it's Friday, like... so
1: it's cool, you know.
2: Oh, okay i really appreciate you offering to come on it's always a pleasure and it is a bit of a a challenge to like i'm always trying to rotate different players coming coming on and it it certainly has been a challenge to try to get like fine times that work for folks in europe um uh that is why like over the sort of the coming weeks well yeah, probably starting in, like, uh, for the July 31st game, and then for the next couple of weeks after that into August, I'm going to have to move at least just for a few weeks to some Saturday games. So we'll do them, like, around noon, 1 p.m. Eastern. That way it's more like evening in Europe, uh, depending on where people are. So we can I can try to filter
3: in some European players. That's sort of the plan. Cool. Nice. Uh, Thank you very much both.
0: Uh, Good fun talking. Fun to do something a bit different, doing like a game review thing. So yeah, this is really good.
3: Uh, Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice.
0: Um, Cool. I will speak to you both at some point soon.
2: Awesome. Thanks so much, EJ. It was a pleasure. Thanks for presenting. Good chatting with you too.
1: Thanks.
3: See you um, on Friday. Absolutely. See you then. Bye. Have a good one.